0: verses 10 through 6. I want to know Christ, yet to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering, become like him in his death, and somehow attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Jesus Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have been taken hold of, But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward is what is ahead. I press on toward the goal toward which the prize, God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. All of us men, then, who are mature, should take a view of these things. And if on some point you think differently, that God, too, will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. May the Lord bless him reading of these words.
1: Thank you, Nancy, for reading this morning's scripture. 152 years ago, in 1869, two women, Mrs. Butler and Mrs. Parker, were home on furlough. They were wives of missionaries in India. And while they were home in Boston, They spoke to eight other women, sharing their experiences in India and about the desperate spiritual and physical needs of the women there. A male doctor couldn't treat women, and schooling for for girls there in India was basically non-existent. And so single, trained, and, and dedicated women were needed in India for medical and educational work. And so the women at this first meeting, they ended up organizing the Methodist Women's Foreign Missionary Society. And that, then that year they raised funds and they sent an educator and a doctor to India. The educator began a school with six young women in India and eventually that expanded to the first women's college in all of Asia. And then the doctor who went over there for medical work, she eventually established the first women's hospital in all of Asia. Both of these institutions are still to this day serving the people of India. And around that same time in history, back in the 1860s and 70s, the women of the Methodist and the Evangelical United Brethren churches, the two churches that formed the United Methodist Church, they organized, the women of these organizations, these churches, they organized to meet and address the needs of the women and the children at that time in history. Because the women and children at that time in history We were legally classified as chattel, as legally dead and non-persons. And so there was little service to women because there were all kinds of prejudices and and limitations and, and cultural attitudes around in the church and in society around women. And so they were, they dedicated themselves to addressing those things. These two threads of the the United Methodist Women and the, well, the Evangelical United Brethren Church, the, United, the Methodist Church, and then also the Methodist Women's Foreign Missionary Society. Those are two threads that wove together to become the fabric that we now know as the United Methodist Women. These women who back in the 1860s and 70s and 80s and years, they had the courage to be first. And now, the United Methodist women, they believe that their work, it's not just about service, but it's about worship, worshiping God. It's about standing up, stepping up, and making their voices heard in order to positively impact the lives of women and children and youth. This is the courage that it takes to be first. Today is the last week in our worship series, Courageous, and we have been looking at the different ways that it takes, to, takes courage to live out a life of faith in our daily, everyday lives. Courage is the quality that we have in our minds, and our hearts, and our spirits that enables us to face any difficulty or, or danger or pain without fear or stepping through that fear to be first. It's being strong or tough or resolute in a situation that normally would cause fear in someone, but being strong in that moment anyway. And it does take courage to be first, to stand up, to speak out, and to face the evil and the injustices and the oppressions that we see and we experience in the world around us. It takes courage to be the hands and the feet and the voice of God in this world. Another way to think of this courage to be first is, as New York Times best-selling author Lovie Ayahi Jones puts it, being a professional troublemaker. And I love that phrase of being a professional troublemaker. It's disrupting for the greater good. It's being willing to have those tough conversations. And Jones explains that professional troublemakers, they don't speak up because they're not afraid, but they speak up in spite of the fact that they are afraid. They're bold not because they don't think there will be consequences, but they say, I understand there's a risk, but I'm going to take it. The women that founded the organizations that now became the United Methodist Women, they took risks. They took risks to to go to India to volunteer and to care for people and to care and speak out for women and children here in the United States. As Christians, we do that. We step out in faith. We, We step up because we want to be like Jesus. Jesus who ate with sinners. Those despised by the society of the time. Jesus who spoke out on behalf of the marginalized, who were the women and the children of the time. Jesus who loved people wholeheartedly, unconditionally, and authentically with God's love. In today's scripture, we are reminded to stay focused on that goal, to be like Jesus in this world. I want to read from the message paraphrase or, or version of today's scripture that Nancy read for us just a few minutes ago. The message version puts the scripture this way. I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made, but I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me, Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got my eye on the goal. Where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. God is beckoning us onward. God is beckoning us to be Courageous to get into that, as as John Lewis calls it, that good trouble. Because as today's scripture reminds us, this calling to be like Jesus, it's bigger than us. It's it's from God. It's God calling us, beckoning us to use our gifts, our opportunities, our privileges, and our abilities to be like the United Methodist women. To stand up, to speak out against the evil injustices and oppressions that we see and we experience in this world. God is calling us to be like Jesus in our everyday lives, to use our voice, our hearts, our hands, our feet, everything that we have to show this world God's love. But sometimes we hesitate we don't speak out or stand up because we think that it has to be some big event, something elaborate, some transforming moment. But it takes just as much courage to be first in saying at dinner, no, uncle, it's not appropriate to say that. Or to disagree with someone with kindness on behalf of someone else, or to acknowledge the hurt and the pain and the struggle of others. Today is Mother's Day, and for many, it is a fun and a wonderful, a nice day, a good day to recognize the women in our lives, whether they're our biological mothers or the the women who have just simply mothered us through our lives. But also, today, Mother's Day, can be a difficult day. And I now want to take courage and to recognize that today is not always about flowers and chocolate and breakfast in bed. And so I'd like to close with a prayer This is a Mother's Day prayer that was written by Amy Young and edited by Heidi Carrington Heath. And so I want to pray this with you. Let us pray. We are praying for you if you are like Tamar, struggling with infertility or a miscarriage, or if you are like Rachel counting the women among your family and friends who year by year and month by month get pregnant while you wait. We are praying for you if you are like Naomi and have known the bitter sting of a child's death, or if you are like Joseph and Benjamin and your mom has died. We are praying for you if your relationship with your mom was marked by trauma, an abuse, or abandonment, or she just couldn't parent you the way you needed. We are praying for you if you've been like Moses' mother and put a child up for adoption, trusting another family to love your child into adulthood, or if you've been like Pharaoh's daughter, called to love children who are not yours by birth. We are praying for you if you are watching or have watched your mother age and disappear into the long goodbye of dementia. We are praying for you if you, like Mary, are pregnant for the very first time and are waiting breathlessly for the miracle of your first child. We are praying for you if your children have turned away from you, painfully closing the door on relationship, leaving you holding your broken heart in your hands. We are praying for you if motherhood is your greatest joy and toughest struggle all rolled into one. We are praying for you if you are watching your child battle substance abuse a public legal situation, mental illness, or another situation you can merely watch unfold. We are praying for you if you, like so many women before you, do not wish to be a mother, are not married, or in so many other ways, don't fit into societal norms. We are praying for you if you see yourself reflected in all or none of these stories. This Mother's Day, wherever and whoever you are, we walk with you. You are loved, you are seen, you are worthy. And may you know the deep love without ending of our big, wild, beautiful God, who is the very best example of a parent that we know. Amen. Who is God calling you to step up and to speak out for. I know that as I I read this prayer, I could think of at least one woman in this church family that connected with each and every one of these stories. It takes courage to stand in solidarity, to love people, to see people and let them know that they are worthy. So let us take courage to be the first, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus in our day-to-day lives. Glory to God. Amen. Now I invite you to share your joys and your concerns, to be courageous and to be vulnerable in sharing the needs that you have in your life and the ways that we can celebrate with you. Please um, know that you can do this by sharing it in the comments on Facebook. And if you do that, just know it's out there for the world. And then also we do have a new email address that Melanie is going to affirm that is prayer at BrexvilleUMC.com. And if you email prayer at BrexvilleUMC.com, then that will come to me, and I will get that out to the prayer list, and and we will be praying with you and for you for that. So now let us prepare ourselves for prayer together with the don't remember how to get here oh it cracks me up oh it's such a beautiful beautiful song and i'm up here tearing up and then at the end there's isaac just being isaac and it's just it's just beautiful i do have a few prayers that have come through on facebook Greg asks for prayers for all God's children and animals and mothers. Mothers. Marla asks for prayers for both of her in-laws who are fighting separate health battles and trying to support and take care of each other. Yes. Prayers. uh, Steph asks for prayers for Steph going. um, She's going to the hospital for a procedure on Thursday. And Sharon asked for prayers for Matthew. Um, he has a procedure this week, and the prayers that it's successful and that he feels better. Stephanie also asked for prayers for all of the high school students as they start celebrating prom. Yes, definitely. And Jen says, happy Mama's Day for every woman represented within the prayer. Um, love to each and every one of you. Prayers of thanksgiving and healing and strength and courage for all the moms in Jen's life. Yes, and I do want to say happy birthday to Jenny, and also happy birthday to Scotty, who is one of our facility managers here at the church. They share a birthday, and Scotty, you need to give your mom a hug and say you love her because she gave birth to you, okay? That's my little message to you. And then also, I have a very exciting announcement, a joy to share. And that is that on May 23rd, we are going to begin in-person worship here at Brexley UMC. And we will also begin our new Sunday morning schedule that day. So we will have two worship services starting on May 23rd. Our first service is 830, and that will be out on the lawn outside, and then we will have a 10 o'clock service here inside, here in the sanctuary, and then with overflow down into the fellowship hall and in the parlor, and that service will be live streamed. So the 10 o'clock service is live streamed and that will all begin on the 23rd. We need ushers um, and all kinds of different helpers to volunteer for these services, to, to make them happen, to help people, guide people, and get people situated on a Sunday morning. It's going to be different, and so we, we invite you to help out and usher, especially at the 10 o'clock service, and then also um, just come with a gracious and an and excited attitude and, and know that I'm so excited to to see people, especially as I see all the women um, in these videos, the United Methodist women in these videos, and remember everybody's faces, and just, I'm so excited to worship together. Well, Now, next week, on the 16th, we will have one service at nine o'clock, okay? So don't like, don't get too excited. So on the 16th, we'll have one service at 9 o'clock. On the 23rd, we will have two services, 8.30 outside, and then 10 o'clock here in the sanctuary and online. And so it's going to be so, so much fun. And then um, I do want to take a moment and double check. Uh, Shelly asked for prayers for Fred, who is having knee a knee replacement um, surgery. And um and then my mom keeps popping up, saying that she's watching. And so, yes, mother, I see you. Happy Mother's Day. So now, let us go to prayer.
0: Courageous God, we know that we the strength and the courage to do it through your resurrection power. Remind us that your call is bigger than us. Help us to reach the unreachable. Lead us to forget what is behind us and focus on what lies ahead of us and make us press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Help us to endure difficulties fighting in the face of evil to bring peace and love to the world and help us to bounce back even when others might think all is lost. May your spirit of wisdom and comfort be poured out on those for whom we have lifted in voice and also on the many people and situations that still rest on our hearts. We pause now to pray silently to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray these things in Jesus' name as we pray the prayer he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
1: Thank you, Gail, for our prayer this morning. You have such a calming voice. And thank you to all of the United Methodist women who participated in today's service. And I encourage you to stick around after the postlude. And uh, there will be a special video about UMW, the history, and also about what it it means here and what the UMW do here um, and how active they are and how you can participate. So as you go into your week, take God's courage Take God's resurrection power into your life and have the courage to be first. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a great week.